Engaging Leader, Episode 212, Building a Courageous Culture that Facilitates Innovation and Problem Solving, featuring Karen Hurt. Brought to you by the team at Workforce Communication. Find out more at WorkforceCommunication.com. Leadership inspired trust, passion, and action. Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, Engagers. Let me ask you this Does this sound familiar? Why am I the only one who finds these issues? Why can't my people see this stuff and fix it? Uh, I'm guessing I'm not alone, that you've probably experienced those kind of frustrations too. And if so, you will love this conversation with Karen Hurt about her newest book, Courageous Cultures. Karen has been on our show a couple times before about her previous books. And this time we talk about building teams of micro-innovators, problem solvers, and customer advocates working together. In addition, we will be talking about specific types of people who present a challenge to solving problems, to coming up with good ideas, to uncovering those issues that you seem to be the only one who notices. Karen is the award-winning author of several books and an Inc. Top 100 Leadership Speaker. She provides leadership development programs for organizations around the world. She's a former Verizon wireless executive and has over two decades of experience in customer service, sales, and human resources. Karen, welcome back to Engaging Leader. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's a delight to talk with you again. Karen, what do you mean by a courageous culture? Ah, When we think of the term courageous culture, we're talking about building teams of micro-innovators, problem solvers, and customer advocates a culture where silence isn't safe and ever effort is everything. Yeah, tell us what you mean by each of those. Like what's what's a micro innovator? Yeah, so a micro innovator is someone who is constantly looking for small ways to do work differently. So improve a process or uh, to find a workaround that actually makes things more efficient or find a better way to uh, engage their employees. So micro innovation, we're not talking about like big capital I level innovation that's really going to totally change the game, but it's the small incremental moments that add up over time that really improve your business. And what's the, what do you mean by a problem solver? A problem solver is that we've had so many examples of this right now where <laughs> people are having to think differently and really take issues that are happening and figure out better ways to do them. And then of course, a customer advocate is helping your employees to think on behalf of their customers and to come up with new ideas about how to help them with what matters most. So it seems like those should be just table stakes. Why does it take a courageous culture to have all three of those? You know, so it's interesting. What really, started our research is we were working with our clients and we would be working at the very senior levels of the business. And we would hear things like, why don't people speak up? Why don't they share their best ideas? Why am I the one that stumbles around on this best practice? You know, 
And then we would go into the same organizations and we'd be doing training at the frontline leadership level. And we'd hear things like, nobody wants our ideas. The last time I spoke up, I got in trouble. And we thought, are you working in the same company? (laughs) Employees have ideas. Leaders really want to hear them in so many circumstances. And yet somehow there's a disconnect. And so we partnered with the University of North Colorado on this research to understand where was that breaking down. And we found a number of things. Uh, First is that the biggest reason was that no one asked. 49% of the people in our survey said the reason they don't share their ideas is because uh, nobody is asking for them on a regular basis. Uh, There was also 40% who said, I lack the confidence to share, which means that there is a fear factor going on. I I worry that I'll get in trouble. It's safer to stay silent. And then about half of people said, you know, I don't speak up because nothing will ever happen. So they think their ideas will just go and die. So they say, why bother? And so that's why it doesn't happen automatically. A lot of times people say, well, you know, I have an open door. But having an open door isn't enough to get past some of that inertia, particularly if employees have had an experience in the past, which has made them reluctant to share their ideas. Yeah, I was thinking, and you mentioned this in the book, there's uh, this management cliche, don't bring me a problem without a solution, which all of us as managers know that frustration of someone who, who does that brings you a problem and it's just like they're dropping a turd on your lap. So what right. it can feel like. But if you if you push that, it means your team won't bring you problems. I mean, that's one of the things that gets in the way of people stopping that activity. Yeah, and so that's why you really need to teach your team how to bring you good ideas, not just ideas, but good ideas, and make sure that you're focusing on being real clear, A, that clear that you want ideas, clear of what a good idea looks like. You know, I want ideas on how to include, improve the customer experience, or I want ideas of how we can be more effective in this new remote working environment and ask deliberately about those things. That helps people think through their ideas before they're bringing them to your attention. So all three types of people are kind of important in terms of the micro innovators, the problem solvers, and the, the customer advocates. Yeah, you want people thinking, those are, I see those as mindsets, you know, so this is what it looks and feels like to be a customer advocate. And so if you if that's what you want, then you can work with your team and talk about what are those behaviors look like. Uh, we use an example of this, uh, this button, this button that uh, one of our, in our research we found where you can push the button on your computer and automatically it pops up. Uh, an idea that you have to improve the customer experience. And I thought that's so good. Rather than saying, hey, you know, somewhere we have a suggestion system and if you have an idea, just go to that system. But all this is is a hyperlink that creates that, but it's a cute, fancy button that sits on people's desks so that every time they have a visual reminder, yes, I want ideas to improve the customer experience. Well, you talked about these three different mindsets, but then there's also this great chapter in the book that I love where you're talking about some of the types of people that present a challenge for leaders who want to build a courageous culture. And I'd like to talk through some of those and what are some of the suggestions, uh, the tips that you have for what can get in the way. So like 
one of my favorites because I have a lot of them on my team. I have a very creative team. And we have a bunch of idea grenadiers, it seems like. Uh, tell us what an idea grenadier is. So, and it's funny when we do, when we do our programs and we explain what an idea grenadier is, everybody, you can see the whole, everybody in the room is just nodding. Like, <laughs> I, but think about that as somebody who was just lobbing ideas at you one after another, after another, and after another, they're half baked ideas They're They may or may not work. They haven't really thought them through. And really what these folks are doing often is not coming with, and saying, hey, let's work on this together. They're bringing the idea to you to have you do something with it, right? And so that's what, that's a, a challenge because if you spend all your day just dealing with people like that, you're not going to have useful ideas that are going to really improve the business. So what we instruct, if you have an idea, Grenadier, what we ask is a couple of things. One is we teach a model we call the idea model. And we say, this is what a successful idea accomplishes. And it's an acronym, IDEA. So I, is it interesting? Meaning, does this idea align with something strategically in, and that's really important in our business? So when you bring me an idea, tell me how it's interesting and how it's strategically aligned. Next, is it doable? Have you thought through how we would execute that? And is it re something realistic that is within our uh, parameters that we could accomplish it? Is it engaging? Meaning, are there other people who also, you've checked out to see that other people also think this might be a good idea. So this is, have you done your stakeholdering? And then what are your A, actions? What are a couple of key actions that you would recommend we take as our first step? So if you've got somebody coming to you all the time with half-baked ideas, you can say, thank you for your ideas. That's the first thing you want to do because you don't want the ideas to stop. I want to make sure that I am most helpful and we are really thinking through these ideas together. So when you bring me an idea, I'd like you to think through these steps first. And so we can talk about that. Now that, that slows them down. And then as they go through, is it doable? They have to think, ah, oh, you know what, that, might not be doable right now, given our current environment, or um, engaging, well, let me go check with finance, let me go check with IT. Yeah, nobody else thinks, seems to think this is a good idea. So you're teaching them how to be a bit more strategic. Yeah, and I guess it's, it's not that you want to filter people from exposing the reality of a problem, like, hey, if there's a problem, we need to know about it. But yeah. in terms of those situations where, because one of the problems with an idea grenadier is they will get uh, de-engaged um, if they're constantly disengaged. They will get, become disengaged if they're constantly giving ideas and nothing happens with them and they just think, why bother? Right. So by, by teaching them how to be more strategic in the ideas that they're bringing to you, you are showing that you are taking them very seriously and that you're going to give them an audience for those ideas, but that you are teaching them how to take their ideas to the next level. And so I, that, because you're right, if somebody is just bringing you ideas and you're just, oh, you're done and you do nothing with that, then they are going to stop. And so that's why for each of the different kinds of people we talk about in the chapter, it's always engaging with them first um, and then helping them to do it better. Okay. Tell us about schmoozers. Uh, schmoozer is someone who is bringing you ideas for political gain. So, you know, they are just, they're talking a good game. They're always saying, hey, yeah, I'd, I'd love to, 
do this. This is a great idea. That's a great idea. But when it comes to execution, they are absolutely unwilling to participate. And so what you're doing with a schmoozer is that you want to align with them and say, thank you. Again, start with thank you so much for these ideas. Now, I'd love for you to help me execute this. So have them invite them along with you and get them involved. Because if you constantly are doing that and they are just a, you know, someone who's just wants to talk a good game, they're, they're going to then be more strategic about what they bring to you because they're not going to want to have to do all that work. Yeah, I think it, it I think in the book you also mentioned that tactic is helpful even with the idea of grenadiers if I'm not mistaken yeah, another yeah. another thing like or yeah. the idea of grenadier bring has brought you four ideas in the last two months and you can say look Susan which one of these <laughs> yeah is, which do you think is a higher priority and would you be willing to help lead exactly. an initiative on that or be part yeah. of an initiative on that yeah, yeah so it, it kind of slows them down a little bit and uh, and think about taking an active role and operationalizing that idea. Yeah, and what you're doing in all of these circumstances is you are basic you are investing in their development too. So not only are you getting better ideas, but you are teaching people the skills to think more strategically and to think through their ideas and to be involved in rolling up their sleeves and being part of the solution. It's hard to do as a leader because a lot of us got to that role as a manager or a leader because we were good at implementing something, to having an idea whether, whether it was ours or someone else's and getting stuff done. And um, there's that temptation to want to be a hero. And you say a lot, don't be a hero, be a hero farmer. So yes. it's more generous to cultivate other people. Yeah, if you, if you constantly just take what people are giving you and then immediately go and execute on that, you are teaching people one thing, Bring me all of your problems and I will solve them. And if you have 10 people on your team who are all bringing you problems to solve, then you do not have time to do the strategic work that only you can do because you are taking on all of that. We were working with uh, one COO yesterday who said he describes this as keeping your hands in the pocket. Like when somebody brings you a problem or an idea Keep your hands in your pocket while you talk through the idea. You help them solve their own issue. You encourage, you give additional support as needed, but you aren't, you resist the urge to just take it on yourself. Yeah, that's easier said than done, but it's really important. So another one is the oxygen sucker. So this is someone in your meeting, and this is another one that everyone nods in the room and they say, yeah, I know that guy. One time one woman said, that's my husband, but it is the one who is talking so much in your meetings that they it is stifling innovation from everybody else in the room. So they, they're dominating the conversation and it's causing everybody else to shut down. And so a couple of tech techniques here, some involve really helping that person to calm down and others are how are you designing your meetings to help other people come forward? So, you know, there's a couple of different techniques you can do there. Um, one is just having an offline conversation with them and saying, hey, you know, I really appreciate your leadership. You are, you are vocal, you're bringing ideas. This is great. You're sharing a lot. Here's my concern. I really want to make sure that we 
are inviting other people into the conversation. So can you help me? Can we leverage your expertise here? And can you help me ask more strategic questions along the way to help draw other people out? So you invite them to help draw other people into the conversation. Another thing that you can do there is design your meetings in a way that brings more people's ideas into the room. So, so one idea we have is you, know, you use an index card and you say, we're going to be talking about this. Your entry into this meeting is to have one idea on this topic and you collect all the index cards and then you bring them and you, you have that in advance that you can then talk through and say, okay, here's everybody's best thinking and you get it all into the room. And then you're going, you can go around and have people weigh in. And so you restructure and get more involved in facilitating the meeting so that one person can't dominate. I like that. I, I, I really like the way you dealt with, in terms of the direct communication with them and rolling their help and helping cultivate the overall conversation. Because for one thing, you're starting with assuming good intent. You're, you're, you are um, affirming their energy and excitement because you you need that. You certainly don't want that to shut them down, but uh, you're they're they're excited about what the team is going to create as a whole, and you're asking them to see themselves as a leader, not just as a as an idea person. So I'd like to take a, a pause. We've talked about three of these kind of challenging types, and I'd like to talk more about that. But maybe we could do that in a separate episode. But I want to talk about where people can find out more about you, Karen, and, and the book, and what's going on uh, around the book and around the, the services and training that you provide. Yeah, so thank you. So our book, is, our book is called Courageous Cultures, How to Build Teams of Micro-Innovators, Problem Solvers, and Customer Advocates. It's available for pre-order now on Amazon, and it will release on July 28th. We have a website called uh, CourageousCulturesBook.com, and you have a whole bunch of resources there. You can take a, a quick uh, quiz, a self-assessment. You can download a free chapter. Uh, you, if you pre-order the book, we have an idea incubator guide, which has practical tools and techniques. And once the book is launched, there is a companion executive strategy guide. So that uh, would encourage you to go there. And we are hosting um, an Idea Inspiration Summit on July 23rd, which is free to join, where you can come think about the learning and how do they, from what's been going on for you right now, and how do you tap into some of the great innovations that has been happening during this crazy time we've been in the last couple of months, and how do you use some of our tools to tap into the best thinking of your team? So for our listeners who get the book and check out those resources, then they're really geeked about this content. Uh, you, I assume you offer curriculum, training curriculum, and, and develop leadership development programs already about everything that's in the book. Absolutely. Uh, so we run a lot of long-term leadership development programs. So we also have shorter ones. We have uh, programs around our Courageous Cultures content uh, for more middle managers to executive level. And then we also have content in our Winning Well curriculum for uh, managers and supervisors. So so the, the, the first, the Winning Well curriculum is kind of for frontline managers and supervisors. And Courageous Cultures is more for the mid and executive level. And so in this new, we don't know what the world's going to look like post-COVID, 
But is this all available live and or online? Absolutely. So we do live online training. So we do this uh, and we've been doing these live online programs. We're not new at it. We've been doing them for three years where we do space learning over time. So you work with us in a format somewhat like this, but then not only is it over video, but we have a lot of advanced facilitation techniques to keep it very engaging the whole time. And then in between sessions, you'll have a little action learning that you're working on to immediately apply the tools with your team. And then we have our Let's Grow Leaders Learning Lab, which gives micro innovation, uh, micro um, engagement right to your phone. Uh, So it could be ways to reinforce throughout. So we found these programs to be very successful when you have a team that is remote uh, and or maybe they can't even afford to, to fly everyone in. This is a really good alternative to have everything be live online. And then we also have some clients who have done a hybrid model where they will start with an in-person training and then follow it up with live online. And that can be very successful as well. Fantastic. Well, we'll put all that information in our show notes for this episode. Karen Hurt, thanks for joining us again on Engaging Leader. Thanks so much for having me. All right, Engagers, that wraps up this episode. Be sure to check out the very next episode when Karen and I talk about an additional five types of challenging employees to work with when you're creating a courageous culture. Don't miss it. This is a production of Workforce Communication. We are a team of consultants and creatives using the power of communication to help organizations enhance the well-being and performance of their people. My colleagues and I partner with mid-sides and large employers to attract top talent, fully engage employees, and achieve superior business results. In several areas, including employer branding, talent management, wellness, benefits and compensation, business transformation, and more. Find us at WorkforceCommunication.com. Our thanks to Betsy Leahy, our production assistant, Jamie Barnes, Tom Hitchcock, and Jenny Kalenda from our social media team, JJ Leahy from our video and graphic design team, and Rick Tarrant, our announcer. Until next time, remember, in the 21st century, the real movers and shakers aren't just leaders, they're engagers.